people like us can just sit here and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, but honestly, we don't know what's going on. We don't, we're not on I the I think phone that's with... the cold open there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating to look at a team and go, what are they doing? And people like us can just sit there and go, what are you doing? Yeah. But it's true. All right, everybody, welcome to Season 3, Episode 81 of the Bruins and Bruins Podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and especially Pride Diehards. Um, I am this episode's host, Chris Gear, and I am here with none of the other regular co-hosts, but you might argue that Jess and Lancey are regular co-hosts. Uh, we have Jess Belmasto from the Locked on Flames podcast. Jess, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? Wonderful. And we have Nick Lanciani from the Down the Frozen River podcast. Lancey, how are you doing? Well, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to do a show one of these days. Uh, <laughs> doing pretty well. Uh, now, no longer sick since the last time I was on the show. So feeling great, actually. Yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't been talking too much like personal health stuff but I noticed on the last episode you were you were sound a little under the weather. Uh, good to good to know you're feeling a little better. I've coughed significantly less over the last <laughs> like three days. Yeah, I got a one of the worst sunburns I've ever had over the past weekend. Not not like the sunburn itself wasn't that bad. It was the circumstances surrounding it that caused me to need to dig a bunch of sand out of the actual burns uh that made it very raw and painful um i spent three days in a row just out in the sun two days at the beach one day at the pool um our our little five-year-old really enjoys being around water and in the sun which is really nice but I cannot handle it. Comes with the uh, price. I, you can probably tell just by looking at me. I got a little bit of a tan from it. I didn't get too badly burned, but my shoulders just like sand embedded in Ow. in the shoulders, and uh, yeah, I had to do a little bit of digging. Uh, shouts to Cat for helping me out with that. <laughs> Jess, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm not sunburned um, on account for actually wearing sunscreen when I went in the pool over the weekend. And I just don't leave my house. So yeah, I I did I did wear sunscreen. Um did you forget I, to reapply? No, I made the mistake of having a five-year-old uh put sunscreen on my back. Um and she didn't do a great job. They call this design she, the smiley face. She, yeah, she's she gonna say probably got some like no, I, I have like a perfect square. Right, Chris sucks on your back. <laughs> I, I have like a perfect square in the middle of my back that is totally white and then the rest of me is beet red um Always. yeah I, I i didn't sunburn too badly on the first two days and then i went to the beach with is just the two of us and she wanted to stay there for six and a half hours and honestly no matter how many times i reapplied i was always going to be sunburned um that sounds like when i was in charleston uh day after friend's wedding 
we, my friend and I were like, let's go to the beach because, you know, got nothing else to do. And we sat there for about half that length of time. And no matter what, I just burned to a crisp. It was great. I had a nice sunburn after Vermont. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of sun times there. Yeah. RIP. We'll do that. We'll do that again next year. Uh, circumstances just didn't allow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone's busy making adult decisions and buying homes. And it's not someone home. is not me, for those of you that are wondering. Yes. Those it's- keeping track at home. It's not even necessarily that. It's just my my buddy Matt, who oh, yeah, Matt. also goes on this trip. Uh, his brother scheduled his bachelor party in Vermont for two weeks after we usually go on this trip, and so uh, kind of makes the travel unwieldy. And I need to use that that leave in, a little more sparingly now that you know we're taking care of a kid and trying to get her to go visit my parents at some point um, so yeah I mean, a, a little sad that we're gonna have to delay to next year but um also right. my my buddy nick is unable to make it to the to the trip this year because he's uh, uh he's got some sort of army training going on and uh oh that's right nick yeah there's <laughs> so many people yeah uh so uh Anybody got any beers they want to talk about? Yeah, I'm well, drinking a Downey's strawberry cider for, I think I got these, I got a four pack for my birthday from uh, Bradley's dad, Bradley and his dad. And these, you would think it'd be too sweet, but it's perfect. Just 37 all around. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's my phrase. Uh, right. Speaking of beers, for the first time since I was in Omaha, I am enjoying an alcoholic beverage because you know, when you're <laughs> sick, you're just kind of like, I don't, it just, it's going to be gross. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't taste the same. Exactly. And plus when you have nighttime mucinex, they're like, absolutely do not drink that. So, <laughs> so um, I am celebrating with a cold Harbor Novocaine as, as I usually do in the officially unofficial cold Harbor cold room studio. Uh, as you may know from the 30 other appearances I've been on this podcast. Yeah. That's 37 all around, of course. Yeah. That's uh, the, the Lancy score. Um, I'm, I'm exhibiting some incredible brand synergy here. I'm drinking a Lagunitas IPA out of a Lagunitas glass. Uh, Isabel loves this glass because it has a picture of a dog on it. I don't I think she knows. She it's... loves this beer, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, it's no. it's Isabel's favorite beer." <laughs> <laughs> um, this, I mean, what five year old doesn't have a favorite beer? This doesn't pass the Drew test because Drew is not here, but it does kind of pass the Jess test. Um, this is a, this is a pretty classic, like mass produced West Coast IPA. It's uh it's not as like in your face hoppy as like a stone ipa or something like that but it is hop forward and a little drier not as juicy but you do get some some good aftertaste to it so i'd say tasteability uh, 20 and then drinkability you know it's a it's an ipa that's 
hop forward so it's not going to be super drinkable um give it an 18 drinkability all right let's start with the bruins i mean not a whole lot of actual news going on with the bruins that we haven't uh, talked about in previous episodes but i mean a lot of talk about what to do with the uh second line center job um and i guess maybe a little some some weird quotes coming out uh of the front office about patrice bergeron where it kind of seemed like all right yeah this is a done deal we got patrice signed uh and then Sweeney and Neely coming out and saying, yeah, yeah, it looks like he's trending in the right direction toward signing a contract. And, and everyone's like, whoa, hold on. I thought, I thought this was a done deal. Uh, any thoughts on that first? Joey so, McDonald tweeted, it has to be true. Yeah. <laughs> I you mean, just, it, it's true because Joey Mack is a great guy. Anyway. Yeah. No, I was going to say, um, could they just kind of be playing dumb? like oh yeah like he's considering coming back and we don't know how those discussions are going when really like they have the contract written up and just waiting to put the pen to paper that yeah it's uh it's definitely that yes having having been only like 100 pages away from finishing brian burke's book and getting through the chapters where he's described signings that have happened but, oh, but we can't do it just yet. We have to wait for this to kick in or do this and that. Yeah. Um, they're they're just waiting for whatever is the right time to officially do it. July 13th. I mean, yeah, I was, maybe a little bit before then. I was I was doing my uh my best stoking the fire there. It's uh it's nothing to panic about. That's uh there are so many reasons why they wouldn't officially sign the contract first maybe they have to move somebody to make the money work um yeah it's a maybe they're talking to the los angeles kings maybe they're just catching up with some friends because <laughs> you know cam neely and glenn murray kind of used to play together yeah uh, so i guess the other fake it's not fake news it's uh, just not actual news um is the the david Krejci stuff where that intrigues office, me more the front office has been in contact with David Krejci and they said like, yeah, we're, we're talking to him. And the other thing that's been floating around out there is uh, David Krejci's wife has a house in South Carolina. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They're just in and or just outside Charleston. So the other thing has been, all right, the, the hurricanes are losing presumably a, let me stop you right there. They've had this house in Charleston, South Carolina for years. I was just going to say. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, that's not to say that David Krejci might not be coming back to Boston, because that is a possibility. However, it's it, there's no correlation between, I mean, Ron Wilson has a place in Charleston, South Carolina. Are you going to tell me they're going to fire Rod Brindamore and yeah. hire Ron Wilson next? No. As a matter of fact, a ton of former and current NHLers have places in Charleston, South Carolina. Because there's the golf course. It's a beautiful place and always nice weather. So when they want to get away, but they don't necessarily want to go out of the country, they just or, or you use go to Southwest Charleston. Airlines. Exactly. So, so there's that. There's also the fact that uh, if if he doesn't come back, 
you know, then what? Not to steer things too much in the direction of where we might end up going. But I, I do have a few names I'll throw out there in a moment after I let Jess say I'm her. I'm sure you do. I would love to hear Jess talk about David Krejci, though. So when the tweet, it was like last week or the week before, an insider was like, oh, he's spending time in South it Carolina. Was Kevin, it was Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks. Of course it was. And every <laughs> Tweeted morning, from the International Space Station. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was visiting you at work? Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and every Bruins fan in the replies and the quote tweets was like, that's where his wife is either from or they have a house there, whatever. And there's like no sister-in-law or something. That's down there. Some, whatever it is, the Krejci's vacation there consistently every off season. It's not like there's no validity to this being linked to the hurricanes just location that's it i didn't know the hurricanes moved to charleston (laughs) just like south dakota and north dakota are going to merge to become one dakota the carolinas are going to do the same and become just a carolina i guess the the other thing i wanted to talk about before we get into the nitty-gritty details of the day um some like nhl being good stuff uh occurred over the week like we we got our first uh, black gm in nhl history always a little bittersweet when you see like first of something that probably should have happened many years ago but mm-hmm. mike greer hired by san jose already made his first trade uh moving up in the draft or uh, moving back in the draft is that what he yeah, yeah. Down Tra- traded with traded with arizona i got three picks for a mid first rounder i guess um looks good to me when you're rebuilding i think uh draft capital is more important than picking medium high um but yeah i I think well mixed feelings about where he was hired to i i love the sharks and i i think that's a cool team but uh wow like really tough situation to be hired into uh, as a first-time gm how's that uh eric carlson contract looking I was you're, just Burns. Say. You're stuck with Vlasic, Burns, Carlson, and then you've got like decent players, but still making big money in he Logan Couture and uh yeah. Hurdle. Hurdle. Yeah. It's I, I think like, yeah, if you're looking at it four years ago and you're like, all right, yeah, we got our top two centers locked in, we got our top three D locked in, like, oh yeah, this is sick. Um the, none of those three defensemen are any good anymore. Um, I, I think Brent Burns probably a pretty good power play specialist at this point in his career. Just but he's him as a fourth line right wing. Boy, he's point. he's making like ten, eleven million dollars or something. Is disgusting. That's a lot to be paying a guy. He's got to be thirty four at this point. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. And the funny thing is, they got rid of the the one player who's aged really well in Joe Pavelski. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a really tough situation. And I think it was cool seeing him be honest. Uh, my career that is be, be honest about the situation and say, Hey, like we're, we're in the position where, you know, we got all this money on, on the books, but with players where we're, you know, we're not necessarily trying to win this year, but 
we're going to have to take some swings and get there or else it's not going to work because we're not going to be able to tear this down. Um, and I, I think that's probably the kind of thinking that gets you hired as a GM. Um, yeah. I definitely think that, uh, you know, I, I talked about this on the national show this week, but because he was hired so close to the draft uh, did, and he doesn't have like his cabinet of people, he's inheriting he's the head group. Coach right now. And <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that though, that they fired the head coach as yeah. well and, and didn't stick him in a position where he didn't get to bring in his guy. Yeah, exactly. Right? And so is he going to just kind of hand the reins over to, you know, the scouts and, that team and say, Hey, like, you know, what you've been looking for. I was on the East coast with the Rangers doing something completely different. You know what you're looking for. You know what this team needs more than anyone here. I trust you. Or is he just going to come in and be like, okay, this is what I want. Well, there's two things. Uh, one, probably the, the former in that there's probably two, some sort of non-disclosure agreement where he can't be too involved in the scouting and drafting process based on his former employment. But the it's definitely more so the, okay, given the trade down in the first round, it's a lot more scout-driven for your first go-around. And to be like, all right, you guys have been watching this, you've been tracking this, what types of players do you really like? Here's what my overarching plan is when I walk in here and I want to try to change things. However, we have to acknowledge that as noted, it is a multi-year approach. It is a long process and it's not going to be an overnight, you know, they're as horrible of a comparison as you can make this. They're not Chicago saying, all right, well, Kirby Doc and Alex Debrinkit, gone, you know, and tomorrow could be Patrick Kane and the next day, Jonathan Hey, Taves hey, 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 we're going to talk about this later. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's why I'm just noting it. And then I'm going to go back to the Sharks. The Sharks don't really have that. None of those players are in demand and or you don't want to just get rid of a Timo Meyer because that's someone you can build around well so was Debrinket right however we'll we'll talk about that yeah. we're, we're getting there the, the point is the the Sharks don't have the luxury of being able to just unload for the purpose of for the purpose of DraftKings, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer where you can feel the sweat like never before with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, the same game parlay spreads money, lines, over-unders, and props. You better... Your betting options feel endless. Please talk about an upcoming game of your choice, matchup pairings that interest you, who you'll be keeping an eye on, who most excites you, etc. Um, uh, Red Sox, eh? Uh, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Back to y'all. You know, they're already bad. 
and they have some good things that they can just get rid of, they're bad and they can't really escape this badness. Yeah. Um, so tough, tough situation to come into. Um, would be really cool to see them succeed in in this very tough situation. Because um, I, I, they're not a terrible team that's going to bottom out and start getting those number one overall picks that can vault you back to the top or turn you into a, a Buffalo Sabres type team, you know? Um, Speaking of the Sabres, they're on the rise these days. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, I, so I, I also wanted to talk about women in hockey. Uh, do we know any of them? Um, Just a few. Never, never heard of a woman in hockey before. <laughs> For a dollar, name any woman. Um, <laughs> Literally. Uh, Shout out Billy Eichner. Does anybody have the list of women who have been hired or promoted uh, in the past, what, like three, four days? Yeah. Well, so there's five total now working in the front offices across the NHL, two in the Vancouver Canucks organization two that were just hired in the last as you noted like 72 hours and uh one more that is escaping me right now but i'm, I'm waiting because i'm assuming jess has it called up i'm trying so this what, is what i call stalling for time. Let, let me uh be be the uh man talking about women in hockey uh i obviously I very mansplain this chris yeah obviously very cool um also well overdue kind of stuff and still do for a, a a female GM um, and, you know, in, in many other positions as well, like uh, on the sidelines and everything. Um, yeah, the AHL I, now has their first woman assistant coach. Yeah, Jessica Campbell. And then the, the things that I'm, that I'm seeing and thinking are, are cool or not that like, all right, cool. Like finally women in, in hockey are getting to, you know, do the thing. Uh, it's it's more that you know teams are promoting women very quickly from positions realizing like oh like yeah she's better than these jamokes we've had in this position for years um and other teams are seeing that as well and hiring women and saying hey maybe this is an untapped market that uh, oh man what <laughs> who would have thought women know how to do hockey stuff uh and it's not like they haven't been playing the game since the late 1800s right. as and long as men have been doing it. It's gone from being something that's been happening very, very, very slowly to something that's happening a little more quickly. And I'm hoping we'll pick up even more in the next couple of years um, it, to the point where, but I think we're not super far away from getting our first female GM. I agree. It's, you know... It felt really weird to open Twitter the other day and see three really great news articles back to back between uh, Dr. Haley Wickenheiser being promoted to AGM in Toronto, uh, Jessica Campbell with the Coachella Valley Thunderbirds. Firebirds? That sounds right. I think it's the Firebirds. Firebirds. Springfield is Thunderbirds. Yeah, anyway. But then, different different types of weather birds. <laughs> but uh, the Devils just made a new hire or promoted someone, a woman as well. And same with the Kings. So, you know, like it's, there's a lot of amazing opportunities happening that should have happened a long time ago. But it's so encouraging to see 
especially as, you know, someone who grew up that was always told, oh, women are only on ESPN because feminism and, you know, now we're the ones calling the shots because we're smarter than those armchair GMs. Not just being in the room, but expanding the table and actually giving someone a voice and saying, you're making the decisions here. It is awesome. Sick stuff. All right. So big, big day today as we record, like the draft is literally happening right now. Still the first round. So I keep looking um, at my phone frantically. A lot of interesting um, tweets, interesting trades and signings today. I asked Lancey to keep track of all that stuff because I, I would have done it anyway. It. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's, I guess, start with the Blackhawks. That's the biggest thing today is the Blackhawks deciding to continue to be very confusing. I don't mind the idea of trading Alex to bring it, but kind of seems like the uh, return on that was, was a little light. Uh, Jess, what, what were your first thoughts when you saw, you know, moving a star player for, 40 goal score for a yeah. few picks? I was under the impression that they were rebuilding around this kid and going in the direction of moving Taves or Kane even. Uh, and they just pulled an Uno reverse and said, we're going to try rebuilding our way, uh, which makes no sense. But again, like out for them the Oilers. right. And it Since was, um, again, I saw the return and it was like, you didn't even get a roster player. You, like, what are we, what are we doing? How did you get fleeced so badly? But then again, sends gonna sends by Pierre and, Dorian of all people, right? But I also wonder if this new GM was just kind of like, yeah, okay, that sounds good, and didn't really. I don't want to say didn't try because obviously he had to try to get a trade to happen, but um, kind of wondering if people really don't like dealing with Chicago. Oh, wow. Why, why wouldn't they want to deal with Chicago? I don't know. Just, just a few things that come to mind. I, uh, I made a, I made a little, little joke on Twitter. Uh, I forget who tweeted the tweet, but it was like, Chicago is going to regret this. And I like, a lot of other like yeah, because that that's the only thing like they, uh, they, me when they founded the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I just, I now I'm not saying there are certain teams that have a higher like morality than others because we all know that this entire league is corrupt and has a culture problem regardless of what Gary Bettman says at these press conferences but I kind of wonder if teams are like we don't want to help you because of that there's, there's no way of putting a spin on anything for yeah. for a, a team to deal with them to be like, well, we like this player. Uh, we don't know too much about you know how long they've been there, if they've been part of that culture, if they've had any training or whatsoever since. But, uh, you know, Connor McDavid purposefully sought after Duncan Keith and said, I want him in Edmonton. Right. Yeah. But, also. Uh, allegedly. Same man who was like, on. yeah, give me Evander Kane. So. But I also just remembered Alex Dabrinkit was also the only player that 
kind of like took accountability and called out the coaches and organization when everything went, you know, live and stuff. But um, very interesting that he was a player on the move. Yeah. I think it's long been a good kid in. Uh, so, isn't he like 24? More than a few ways. He's 24. He's a yeah. baby. It's so it's an interesting, interesting idea. I so if you're gonna tear it down, um, I would say it's a few ways it, of going about it. I would say tear it down to the studs and even rename the team, but all that stuff. Um, or just like get rid of get rid of Taves, get rid of Kane. I, I mean, you can't really get rid of Seth Jones because of that contract, but um, I mean, I think if you really tear it down and there's no one else around him, he's not going to say, Hey, don't trade me. And I'm sure somebody would take that in, you know, in, in exchange for an, another bad contract. I mean, he, he had a good year last year, so it's not like it's a, an albatross of a contract, but um, it, it's, it's not one that I would want on my team. Um, but it's very weird that they've chosen to, build around Seth Jones instead of Alex to bring it. Usually I feel when like you do a rebuild, you try to rebuild around the younger players instead of trading the younger players first. Yeah. And, and it's very funny to note that I, I believe they traded the number six pick to seventh acquire Seth Jones. Ultimately is what they got. I think yeah. so. it, was, it was seventh. And then, well, so they, they traded what was, what went on to become the six pick as part of the Jones trade, and they ultimately got the seventh pick. Yeah, which was right behind Columbus. It's it's just great stuff because then later they got it's... the thirteenth overall pick, which is another selection right behind Columbus. Mm-hmm. Just worth noting. Yarmo yeah. Kekalainen's got their number this year. So in, in uh, literally, uh, just on speed dial, um, <laughs> he so. The other move was was moving Kirby Doc. Um, I, I, I'm not a huge Kirby Doc fan, so I don't hate that deal. But like another weird thing that like Jess noted, like if you're gonna rebuild, I find a way to get rid of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Like that's like they have shown an inability to understand reality uh, when they got upset at moving Duncan Keith. Where like all right this very old like what 38 year old defenseman who is no longer capable of playing meaningful minutes mm-hmm. and you're and you're mad that like this guy is going to be the one straw that keeps you from contending um yeah i i, I think patrick kane still has value uh I, not i wouldn't want him on my team but i, I think there are teams that would want him um, I think between him and Taves, I, I don't want to say he's less of a liability, but, you know, between Taves' new health conditions from long COVID and concussion history and things like that, you have to really look at the two. And and, and they I don't have... think he'll be playing more than like two years. And I, off the top of my head, I don't remember his contract is in terms of the remainder. But if he plays this year and beyond, he's exceptionally lucky at yeah. this point. I think so they both have just it further complicates why you wouldn't really try to move Taves because you could ultimately just let him go naturally in a in a way. 
what put him it? on LTIR. Sounds like you're just letting him die. Yeah, you just send him to a farm upstate. I mean, that's, hey, that's what they do with all the pets that you had as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I just, it blows my mind. It does. Um, especially because the ownership or whoever, the front office, sent out that letter to season two letter to season ticket holders probably what three years ago now saying yeah we're probably gonna suck for a little bit but thanks for hanging out with us and make sure you send your deposit <laughs> but um Ooh, turns al- out we're gonna continue to suck yeah but i also am gonna play devil's advocate here for kirby doc his first his rookie season was ruined by that disgusting wrist injury and yeah, then gross. I don't think wrists are supposed to move like that. Uh, And then COVID happened. So he hasn't really had much time to develop as a player. Chicago, I mean, if they're willing to trade him and to bring it, they don't have faith in themselves as an organization to properly develop them to win. Is Kirby Doc the new Tyler Sagan? My call. (laughs) Did he miss a team breakfast? So... Taves and Kane both have one year left at 10 and a half mil. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I guess if you don't want to get anything in return for them, you can just let that expire and it's not a big deal. But I mean, you could eat half of If your return for Debrinkit was just three picks, are you telling me you can't even get a seventh round pick for Jonathan Taves? Yeah. um, So like eating, eating half of, specifically Patrick Kane's contract and somebody would absolutely take 5 million on their cap to have Patrick Kane on their top line, right wing and Don't on their power play. You're listening. Turn this off. Yeah. I, I don't want that. He's got um, other players in mind. We'll get yeah. There. The, the, there's absolutely no, that no way that that happens unless the Bruins move uh, like Charlie trading an 88 for an 88. Yeah, oh, I was—I so, thought my first 88 was Mangiapane. Never. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's going to want to take on the Jonathan Taves contract or a team like that's trying to reach the floor. Connor McDavid yeah, and the Edmonton Oilers. They, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they—they they really need a. They'll just a send Ryan Nugent Hopkins in return. <laughs> yeah, that's those, all they need to do. The, the, that team is is one team I look at and I say, hey, they need a center. Um, but yeah i mean it's it wins the the, games this is one of the reasons why i was really excited to talk to you guys about this they're like talk to you guys today is just because like it's fascinating looking at a team and what they're doing and and people like us can just sit here and be like what are you doing yeah but but honestly we don't know what's going on we don't we're not I think that's with... the cold open there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's fascinating to look at a team and go, what are they doing? And people like us could just sit there and go, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's true. Like, Very, you know, if we were going for something that was concise, I just strike like half of that sentence and you got it. But otherwise, <laughs> good filler. Love it. Exegetical concision right there. So I woke up this you, morning. You've got page limit to reach and you're going to get there. God damn it. Woke up this morning. The first tweet I see is from creepy uncle Bucci Gross saying that we're looking to move Matthew Kachuk. Mind you, there's no truth to this rumor. Do you know how startling that was to start? That is a jump scare. 
<laughs> wasn't even out of bed, didn't have my contacts in, hadn't had coffee yet, anything. So I'm panicking, getting ready, saying, you know, what, what are these teams doing? What is Brad Tree Living thinking he's going to get? Is he going to get the second overall pick? What's he going to do? No, nothing. Nothing, because these people just seek validation through engagement. Unless you're Elliot I mean, Friedman, I love you. To an extent. Sometimes I, I the, while, the Islanders trade that almost happened earlier. That it fell was through at the table. But, of course, in Lou Lamorello fashion, if that gets out, he just nixes the deal. It doesn't matter if you're like, I'm going to trade for Connor McDavid. They're trading for McDavid. Deal's over. Like, he, he does not like anything to get out until he's the one that puts it out there. He's so weird. So he's got his way. It's, wait, so fun fact, uh, Dale, Dale Talon was the one who signed the, uh, the most recent yeah. Jonathan Taves contract. Um, yeah, Cause they signed like 15 year deals or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's real funny to look at. Um, but so Jess. Yeah. What's going on with Johnny Gaudreau? There was the talk that he would be, he'd be that's moved good. today. Um, yeah. What, still what's tomorrow. going on? Yeah, so there's still tomorrow. Um, basically, the Flames offered him a deal that he can't, like, if he wants to win and wants money and that's what it is, then he takes this deal. Um, and the Flames have basically said, like, let's go, let's start. We need an answer. And I guess today they're allegedly from a source. The deadline was yesterday. But today, <laughs> I guess there's still no answer. Uh, and I understand, but at the if, same if time, you're, if you're Bradshaw Living and you're trying to set, like, give Johnny Gaudreau, maybe the best, maybe the best, most important player in your team's last decade. Yeah. Uh, since you're yeah, I think yeah. probably fair to say that. Uh, if you're giving him ultimatums, uh, I think you're probably dealing from a position of weakness there. Yeah, I think that it really was to see, um, you know, what they could do with the draft in the first round if they knew he was leaving. But I'm going to assume that because he was so miserable when allegedly, I don't know how true this is, but he, he wasn't having fun when the Flames were losing. You know, two, three seasons ago, it was really hard, really bore, boring, bad, not fun. That's not Johnny Hockey. Why? Why? On Wayne Gretzky's earth, would he go to a team like the Philadelphia Flyers, who oh boy. are not even, they're not even a team, or the, <laughs> Devils, the Devils, who think that they have just... They're, they think they're so much further ahead in their rebuild than they are, but they're still a lottery team. They're both still lottery teams. And I'm sorry, he's not going to Philly um, because Kevin Hayes already wears 13 and he's not going to ask his best friend for the number. Like that's, that's that. And he's not wearing 31 because that's a goalie number and he wants to win. So he's going to stay in Calgary. When this doesn't happen, I <laughs> don't even try to No, just no, I'm okay. Real Anders Yeah. What is happening? What is 